With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, the good news is one of the best good news reporters in town for almost 30 years at the Denver Post. Joanne Davidson is here talking about what's next for her and doing the good news with me. Hello, Joanne. Well, hi, Angie. It's so great to have you back. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Well, and you and I run into each other a lot at charity events. Yes, we do. We should start <laughs> carpooling. <laughs> we should. That's so funny. Yeah. There's so many good things that go on in our community, which I want to talk to you more about after we do our little good news segment at the top. But maybe we can talk about what's next for you after 30 years of working for the Post. Is it weird you know, to not be there anymore? Well, yeah, it is. Um, when I left the paper, um, I made some remarks to another group, and they that was the first question is, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I haven't quite decided yet, but in my, in my heart of hearts, I'm always going to be Joanne Davidson from the Denver Post. I mean, that's, uh, you know, 29 years and eight months, that's a big chunk of your life. And um, I will always love the Post, the management and uh, the readers have all been very kind to me over the years. And um, so, but, you know, the, the good news is that I have been hired back by the Post to really? cover, well, not full time, just to cover one event per week week, uh, I guess until maybe the next round of cutbacks, but um, that was very flattering and I'm very happy to do it. So um, you'll be seeing every Sunday, you'll uh, see my name in the uh, arts and culture section uh, covering an event. I'll be covering Western Fantasy this coming uh, Saturday night. So I'm very happy about that. I was lucky enough to have covered the Carousel Ball last Friday night. Oh, was that really neat? Oh, it was epic. It, it and, and I know that's an overused word, but that's the only way you can really describe it. But, um, you know, Marvin and Barbara Davis started the Carousel Ball here in Denver um, when their daughter Dana was uh, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when she was 7 years old. And fast forward 40 years, the Carousel Ball is still going strong. When and they and he he was a big um, he owned what was it tw- oh yeah was it, well he century? he made his fortune in the oil industry and he did he owned 20th Century Fox he owned um, Aspen Skiing Company and so he would bring big stars in when they lived stars. here I like mean, plane loads of star plane loads uh, of stars to Lucille the event Lucille Ball Henry Kissinger I mean not just movie type stars I mean movers and shakers and government and corporate the corporate world so and it was the biggest event of was uh, during the day when they were running it of the season of the year uh, yes definitely it did put Denver on the map it, it received international publicity national publicity you name it when the Davis family moved to Los Angeles in the ni- late 1980s they took the ball with them and it continues in Los Angeles as the carousel of hope ball and oh. it hit, but it has also been held here in Denver um, 
on a much lesser scale. But their daughter, Dana, um, has taken over, well, I hate to say taken over, but um, she is more now, involved. She is more involved. Um, the, the, found, the Children's Diabetes Foundation, which the Davises um, founded to support the Barbara Davis Center, um, is moving in a new direction. And um, Dana is the interim executive director now, although she expects to remove the word interim from her title uh, soon. Oh. And uh, so with her arrival in Denver, um, the 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 Denver Carousel Ball took on new life this year. Really? It was fabulous. I heard from a lot of my friends it was wonderful. And what what did make it, by the way, stand out more this year? Well, um, I'm getting the inside scoop from you. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know all this. Well, 1,200 of, of our closest friends were there and uh, sold out with a waiting list. I, I had interviewed Dana right before I left the paper. Actually, she was the last feature story that I had written um, before I left the Post. And um, when I we talked about the Carousel Ball and her plans for it, it, and I asked how many people she was expecting. She says, well, we're just hoping maybe, maybe we'll have 800. And I, I just sort of laughed and I said, Dana, you know, people are going to be lined up trying to, to get in and, oh, well, you know, we're, we don't want to overstate things or anything. But yeah, 1,200 people with a waiting list. Um, uh, David Foster, who most, I mean, he has 16 Grammys to his name and has discovered all sorts of stars. And, um, but I think people now know him more as Yolanda Foster's husband yeah, from the Real, Real Housewives of yeah. Beverly Hills. And uh, his uh, stepdaughters, Bella and Gigi Hadid, yeah. are like supermodels. Bella and Gigi are just taking New York by storm as, yeah. as models. And um, so uh, David brought in Ruben Studdard from American Idol. Yeah, he and works And a, a couple of other talents whose names might not have been household words, but they certainly will be. Uh, they were great. And then the headliner was Usher. And oh, well, no wonder it was sold out. <laughs> I swear, that guy burned the house down. I mean, literally, he, he puts on such a show. I mean, you know, a lot of people have heard of Usher. They know him as a judge on The Voice. Yeah. But probably half the audience had never... Right, it's either not, heard it's his. Not, it's not his crew. Yeah, yeah. Had, hadn't heard him in concert or what have you. But oh my God, everybody was on their feet dancing. He was great. He just was wonderful, and it just it was a magical evening. Well, it's so neat um, that you know your career at the uh, Denver Post. You know, almost thirty years that you got to do what I do, which is good news. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what a blessing! Because most news people don't get that opportunity. Well, exactly. When I started my newspaper reporting career 46 years ago <clears throat> crime I'm, I'm sure that well I not all in Denver I've, I've been in Denver 30 years but um, before uh, in my previous life back in California I mean I'm older than dirt Angie what can I say but um, 46, it, years. 46 wow. years yes I started out as an education reporter I I was a crime reporter for a time, covered the courts and everything. And so, yeah, I've, I've had my share of the bad news. And so when luck, good fortune, fate, whatever you want to call it, put me into um, my previous job, it, it, it truly was a blessing. It really was. Because, it, it, you know, you're dealing with nice people in fun situations. And um, very, very, very rarely did anything negative come along. It just, it was a happy, very happy 30 years. Well, and I think one thing that, you know, I've discussed with some of the other women that, you know, are like the heavy lifters in the philanthropy world, um, that, that we all agree that your heart is so good. You're such a good fit for that job because it was all about um, doing 
positive things for our community and that you always use your status in, at the paper, which you, I, you've always been very humble about it, but you know, you wield power when you have a newspaper um, column and it's on the internet and you know, delivers, is delivered pe- to people's door and you always wielded your power for good. You were like the Glenda the Good Witch of the Denver Post. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That's very flattering. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't about me. I, early out, um, when I started at the Denver Post, somebody took me aside and said, you know, you're just doing it all wrong. You need to have an entourage. You have to... Oh, ar- like, ar- oh like in ar- New York City where they <laughs> have, like, they, they give the dirt on people. Well, yeah. You know, you always need to be accompanied by, be surrounded by people. You need to arrive by limousine and this and that and the other, dress this way, wear your hair that way. And you you came and, alone to a lot of events. Well, exactly. I mean, because I, I was there to work. I wasn't, I mean, and I certainly had fun. Uh, that, that goes without saying, but I was there to do a job, to, to write about who was there, how much money was being raised, the cause that this particular event was supporting. It, it, it was never about me. I mean, I certainly enjoyed going to these events and um, and all of that but no I I'm not the one who comes swishing into a room with a rustle of taffeta and all of this other kind of stuff and no and you uh, would ne- and, and you would never have hurt someone in order to get no. more attention for yourself at the post because like you said, it wasn't ever about you, and people knew that you that you tried to not make it about you because you're so humble. So, um, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Joanne Davidson, and she's with the Denver Post, and she had left, but now they are going to use her for an article a week. And I have to say, Joanne, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise some of these changes because in my heart, you know, I've emailed you about this. I feel like. Um, you have such a good, positive presence in our community that you could really do something neat website-wise that would further your goodness in the well, community. Well, you know, that's uh, a website is definitely something uh, we had explored. And actually, my husband and um, a mutual friend of ours who had more experience in web design and the TV electronic end of it, we, we had planned to start a website. And um, some unforeseen <laughs> obstacles came up at the very last minute. It, and so we've put that project on hold. Not to say that it we won't revisit uh, yes, the concept the somewhere burner. down the line, but for right now, it's just not practical for us to move forward. I call that rather than taking it off your plate, I, you put it on the dessert dish. Well, yes, You'd like to come back to it later. <laughs> it's not completely off the plate; it's on the dessert dish, exactly. just to the side. I love that, or bread and butter plate, also very delicious. <laughs> yes. All right, I'm going to share with you, Joanne, some good news. Uh, because that's what we often do in our first segment. <clears throat> and this particular story, I, I picked a couple I thought you might get a kick out of. I love this one. It's a teenage boy, and he gets contacted by an elderly lady. And basically, it's a neighborhood lady whose husband has now gone to a nursing home, and they have a huge backyard, and that was her husband's thing. He kept it immaculate. Well, after going to the nursing home, she's older. She couldn't keep it up. So a friend said, well, why don't you contact this young man? And um, he said he knew that this was a job for a lot of people. And so I think you'll really like what he did. My name is Margie Jones, and I'm 87. My husband used to always keep the backyard really nice, and now he's in a nursing home, and the backyard kept getting more and more and more overgrown. And my friend said, there's a boy in our neighborhood that likes to do yard work. I'm William Berger. I'm 17 years old. The first time I saw Mrs. Jones, she really reminded me of my grandmother when I was younger. Me and her, you know, we were best friends. He comes up with this big smile on his face, and he's got a bouquet of flowers. We connected right away. I could just tell coming up to her house that it was going to be a huge, huge job for sure. 
I called up all my friends. We caravanned over there. It was a big, big deal. They all came roaring up in their cars and trucks, and I was, what? And they said, it's okay, Grandma Marge, we're gonna just take care of things for you. And they just swarmed all over the place. I just kept thinking, isn't this marvelous? I'm the luckiest person in the world today. We didn't accept any pay that day. We couldn't live in good conscience with accepting money from this sweet old lady. And I said, oh, what kind of kids are these? They're wonderful. The objective is to have others in my generation realize that they have many Mrs. Joneses in their lives and you don't have to look far to find someone in need or something that you can do to help the community. People like Will are the hope of the whole universe, I'd say. He's a wonderful young man. And then she said, I knew I'd cry. <laughs> I could hear it in her voice. Oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> Isn't that neat? And now they've started <clears throat> the Mrs. Jones Project. And it wasn't just his friends. It was his teenage friends, his teenage friends' little siblings, who might be 8, 10 years old. Little kids were in the group. And parents. And it's so neat. They just took over her entire yard. It was probably 40 people. And now wow. they're doing it for other seniors in the community. Oh, that, that is nice. You know, I mean, when you reach a certain age, and you want to maintain your independence, but there's still some things you just can't do. And to have an overgrown yard and the house falling into disrepair, it's really great when friends and neighbors can step up. And, you know, we have some programs kind of like that in Denver. And so I'm always impressed when kids do that. Jorge, do we have time to do um, the football team saves boy? Because, I th okay, this is amazing. A football team, you could be scared. They're young. And they see a boy who's, you know, possibly going to be abducted. And they, they, I can't believe how bold this man is. Take a listen. They never actually expected to really save someone's day when these JV football players at Fitton High School got on the field for their afternoon practice Tuesday. This little boy came in, like, screaming and crying, like, help. And then... This dude came up and he looked kind of creepy. The terrified middle school student had been by himself near the football field when he was approached by a middle-aged man. Without hesitation, the team jumped in. Yeah, we got between them so we couldn't get to the little kid. Then he uh, ran off. The man was sitting here gesturing to get the kid to come over to him and the kid came, went behind me and said, please don't let him take me. I'm like, we won't, bud. So we all tell him, get out of here, go away. We chased him out of there and I took pictures of his license plate. The teens not only called 911, but they gave police the plate number, a good description, and pictures of the stranger's van. All right, so these boys are only like 15 years old. How brave they are. And they got pictures. There's more. Officers caught up with the man a short time later, thanks to the quick thinking of these guys. So you, you see it happen in a movie, so you take that experience from the movie and use it in real life. The team, proud to help and proud of each other, they came together as a team to rescue the boy. Yeah, yeah, we did. I think so, yeah. But one big football team. Yeah, definitely. Because usually we work as a team on football field, but we work on it after, out and after. And the guys are humbled to be called heroes. Just doing a community service that everyone should do every day. We're lucky to save them and so we didn't get kidnapped or something. The kid was lucky, and I, f I hope he's all good now, even after that traumatizing kind of thing. And the Finn police chief says that he was amazed at how maturely the JV players handled the situation. I just want to share that, Joanne, because I think we think 
teens are a real pain in the rear, you know, sometimes. and there's some really good sometimes. But, but they have the good presence of mind there. to take a picture of the license plate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the courage, mm -hmm. to, you know, and this guy was bold going after these kids. Yeah. All right, Joanne. So how do we find you now? If you're still at the post once a week for the Sunday article, can we still email you at the post? How do we reach you? Um, unfortunately, my my email at the Denver Post has been de deactivated. Oh, but no. uh, <laughs> oh, well. So I mean, because I am uh, as a freelancer. So um, if you need to get hold of me i am on facebook i'm on twitter and uh, my email is partywriter at hotmail.com but it's spelled p-a-r-t-i-w-r-i-t-e-r at hotmail.com somebody else actually had party with p-a-r-t-y so i love it so p-a-r-t-i <laughs> party writer at yeah. hotmail.com so, oh joanne i wish we had another 20 minutes i could just well, talk to I you and talk too. to you yeah i think you're wonderful you're good news joanne davidson well thank you angie you are too thanks for coming in <laughs> you're welcome we'll be right back music talk and the love of christ 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Hi, it's Angie Austin. If you ever thought about mentoring someone, well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, you can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs. Um, and you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things. But it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Spreading hope, joy, and goodness. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Well, I don't know about you, but I love to listen to worship music. And even, you know, in times when I'm, I don't know, not feeling so great, I still like to worship. And I love what our next guest says. He says sometimes he's ready to worship but not celebrate. Our next guest is Aaron Schust, and the song that he sings that he's known for is My Savior, My God, which I hear all the time on the radio. And Aaron, you've got a new album, and you've got quite a testimony to talk to, talk to us about. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you, Angie. Good to be here. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, before we give your testimony, about your new music and what's going on in your career. Well, this is, um, this is 10 years of what I've called road ministry or, or public ministry, I guess, that I've been on the road, um, writing music and, uh, and, and taking them out, you know, record, writing, recording, and traveling and performing. And uh, I absolutely love it. But there was something about 10 years that just seemed like, well, let's take a little pause. Um, let's take a little breath. Take a little rest. And uh, let's see what God might have for me in the future. During that time, which was, you know, the, the first half of this year, 2015, uh, I was writing songs for my new album. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I was just sleeping all day, right? right <laughs> I was working. Right. I just was, I was off the road. I'm home with my family. I've got a wife and three boys here in Pennsylvania. And um, I say I have a wife like I have a wife and three boys in every state. But no, I'm, I'm, home, in, <laughs> I'm home in Pennsylvania with my, my family. And, uh, and I wrote this, this album, call it Doxology. Um, and it was written with worship leaders. Uh, I love to collaborate. I love to come up with an, with an idea that I feel sometimes is inspired by, by Scripture or from a, a line that comes out of um, a church message, a, a, a church service message that I hear my pastor giving. And, and something strikes a chord with me, and I think, man, if, I could, if that resonates with me, that might resonate with other people if I can put that into a song. So uh, I would get together with other worship leaders, uh, people who just love to write music for the church. And I said, let's write, let's write songs that, that glorifies God and, and gives the, the people of, of our congregations a voice to do so themselves as well. Um, and so it's definitely a, an album for the church, regardless of how the production is. You know, it's not a live recording. It's, it's a studio recording, but these songs were written by worship leaders for the church. And, I, and I'm thrilled about the message of, of, about these songs. How old are your boys? My boys are uh, three of them, like I said, eight, six, and three. So third grade, first grade, and our three-year-old um, special needs. He has Down syndrome, uh, and he's just a tiny little guy. He's all him. He'll be four in January, and he has oh, yet to hit 20 pounds. He's just a, oh, tiny, no, a he, tiny little thing. He's that is so little. Perpetual baby. He still oh. folds in half. Now, I mean, that comes with the Down syndrome as well. There's some physical things that just, uh, you know, when a baby's just first born, you can kind of fold them in half and mm-hmm. stick their feet in their mouths, mm-hmm. and he, mm-hmm. he's almost four. He can still do that, and I can wrap him up in my arms, and he's so, so sweet. Well, you know, I want to mention a little bit about your boys, because because when my kids are six, eight, and ten, and at this age, mm. your life your life really revolves around them, especially with having, uh, you know, a special needs son. And mm-hmm. the uh, I was reading that the joyous recordings on Doxology, which you just explained to us, reflect the aftermath of the previous four very difficult years you dealt with some health problems with two of your youngest sons. So that's why when I was mm-hmm. reading about you and it said that you, even in the depths of your despair, you could still worship, but you're not ready to celebrate. And you talked about Job. So let's go into your testimony a little bit and find out why um, doxology is is so joyous. Yeah, well, I think that's just a little bit of being honest to be able to say that, hey, there are, there are times that, um, that we're not ready to put a big plastic smile on our face and, uh, and jump up and down and say, praise the Lord, right. uh, and, and mean that in our hearts. But I was just reading this morning um, all throughout the Scripture where we are commanded as God's people to praise Him. And that's, that's difficult sometimes because sometimes we don't feel like it. And sometimes when we don't feel like doing things, we just straight up don't do them. But we know we're commanded to enter his courts with, uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. And sometimes even if we're not ready to praise yet, we can still enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, thanking God for all of his blessings, all that he's done. And it's, it's an exercise at times, Angie, to be able to say, you know what, I'm not feeling this right now, but I'm going to remind myself of all that God has done. And that's all throughout scripture as well, where the, the songs that are in the Psalms that people would break out and singing, they, re, they recount the fact that they were enslaved in Egypt and God delivered them. He took them across 
across the Red Sea, and uh, they remind themselves of all that God's done, and that leads them to praise. Um, so just a little bit of my testimony, the past four years, like you said, um, my middle child and my youngest child um, have both had some pretty severe um, uh, issues with, with health and spent a lot of time in hospitals, uh, uh, a disease, it's a mouthful to say, called eosinophilic esophagitis, which has Ooh. a lot to do with, <laughs> right, a lot to do with anaphylactic food allergies oh. um, with, my, with my middle boy, Nikki. As a matter of fact, I posted a picture a couple days ago of, uh, of him eating his very first donut ever. It's a vegan donut, but he said it was delicious. There was a point in time where he couldn't eat anything. He was even rejecting water. So this has been a slow journey. Some miraculous oh. healings that have happened, all glory to God. Uh, there's a couple of videos that I'm posting on my, uh, on my website that have been on my YouTube page for a while that kind of recount these miracles that God has performed uh, in Nikki's life, in Michael's life, that are just absolutely undeniably the hand of God that leads us to go deeper in praise. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, a lot of people, we talk about, uh, you know, allergies and people just kind of, you know, oh, you know, that's not a big deal. No, they're a very big deal. And when you said he was even rejecting water, I mean, we're talking about something that could be not just life altering, but life ending. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you're dealing with your youngest son born with Down syndrome, which, by the way, just, you know, one thing as, you know, a Christian to a Christian here, um, being an older mom, when my kids were born. They wanted me to do the test to determine whether or not mm-hmm. the baby said ultrasound, and I said, I mean, had uh, Down syndrome. And um, I said, well, I don't need to. And they're like, well, it's you know good to know. And I'm like, well, why do I need to know? I mean, well, it wouldn't alter my pregnancy anyway. I'm going to continue right. my pregnancy. And I just think it's an eye opener for all of us to know that you know, not sometimes the medical professionals don't necessarily have our Christian best interests at heart. And if they find something different with a the baby, they're looking sometimes for that to offer the option of terminating the pregnancy. And so I just kind of want to just throw that out there that we can say mm-hmm. no to those tests. We don't have to do them if we don't want to. And if you just want to know, you know, what's going on, that's fine, too. And, you know, I think it's an opportunity as, um, as believers, as we interact with, like, the doctors or the nurses or people who are encouraging in a way that, that we don't feel is in line with our moral values, to not see those people as the enemy Right. Um, but it, to, to take a, a lovely opportunity to show, to demonstrate um, what we believe about the love of God, what we believe about the value of every life, um, it's an opportunity. You know, it's an opportunity to do. As a matter of fact, with um, with uh, my wife Sarah, uh, because of because of Nikki, our middle child, and a couple of the complications that she had, she was deemed a high risk pregnancy. So the 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 ultrasounds and all of those reports and everything came regardless of whether or not we wanted them for those reasons. We were, we were, she was getting the ultrasounds. Um, and uh, strangely, I'm not sure what God had up his sleeve on this one, but strangely, all the, all the results came back completely typical. Um, that he he did not have Down syndrome. I think it was, I forget the stat. It was ridiculous, like one in thirty-two thousand that he right. would not have Down syndrome. As a matter of fact, he was born with a major heart defect, uh, um, the AV septal complete AV septal defect. For those of you who are familiar with it, uh, where he only had two chambers of his heart instead of four. However, in one of those sonograms, the nurse counted with a little pointer on the screen saying one, two, three, four, all four chambers of the heart. Wow. So it's strange, very strange that he would be born with only two. When they confirmed, so that just goes to show. I mean, that we we could go down that rabbit trail too. I mean, ninety two percent of oh, I won't give you a stat that I can't remember. Stats are confusing <laughs> to me because I'm bad at I'm bad at math. But um, but so many so many children are terminated because there's a chance a chance yes. of of Down syndrome. 
or a chance that there's something wrong. You know, and it could be something Correct. small, yeah. even like a club foot or um, a cleft palate, mm-hmm. things that are very easily fixed. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. I just have to say that um, I'm going to throw this in because I do so many interviews and I just want to uh, mention to you because I think you might find this of interest uh, as a parent of um, my young boy with Down syndrome, uh, Aaron, that there's a boy by the name of Tim. You may have heard about him. He has his own restaurant. It's called Tim's Place in Albuquerque and he gives he, out hugs. Hugs. Yes, I've yes. seen that on television. That's incredible. Isn't it? Okay, so he was so successful working at like an Applebee's and his dad um, was talking to the manager. The manager says, when Tim is working the front of the the restaurant, we are are busier. We make um, significantly more money on the nights he's there (laughs) because people like him so much and he hugged so much. And his dad thought, well, I'll start a restaurant for Tim. So the other part of this is unbelievable that now pediatricians in the Albuquerque area where Tim has this restaurant, Tim's Place, where he's given out a record number of hugs. He says they're turbocharged, his arms. Um, That (laughs) pediatricians send couples who now know that they're having a baby with Down syndrome or suspect they're having a baby with Down syndrome to Tim's Place to talk to Tim and his dad. And Tim's Uh dad said of the people that have come there to speak with him, because his dad's a Christian, by the way, he Hmm. said every single couple has decided to keep the baby after meeting Tim and Tim's family. 100%. 100%. Beautiful. I wish you could see the smile on my face. I'm trying to not laugh (laughs) in in the phone while I'm talking to you. That's beautiful. Oh, I love, I love that. I love it. And so what a great calling. And I just throw that out there to you because, you know, as your son gets older, that could be a ministry your family does as well to let people meet your beautiful little boy and see that, wow, they have so much to offer. Because I think Down syndrome, the words are scary. Down syndrome, mm-hmm. the person is not scary. No. And we were petrified the day we found out whenever he was born when they informed us that he had Down syndrome. Our lives got shaken shaken, stirred, and tipped upside down like a tossed salad. They're like, how in the world do you, do you deal with that? Um, it was, you know, it was, it was a gradual process for, for God to open our hearts to the idea. I had a dear friend who told me, you need to allow yourself to grieve, because we were grieving, and which is not what you're supposed to do the day your child is born. Uh, you need to allow yourself to grieve the death of lost dreams to make room for all new dreams. Beautiful. And I love that. You know, it's, uh, this is, when you mentioned Albuquerque, it's interesting. I, I've heard that there are some uh, Native American tribes who believe that Down syndrome is a, a, a window into the divine, if I'm saying that correctly. Oh, not, not that they are divine, but that they are a window. And, and I see that. I see that in, in my child, even though he's only three. Um, and I see it in the, on the faces and in the lives, and as you described Tim. Uh, so many people with Down syndrome, specifically at least, um, that they just love unconditionally and they are full of joy despite their circumstances. And to me, and I, I look at myself and how I am so driven by circumstances and how things so, I'll just admit it, things can so easily drain the joy from my spirit. Um, and, and Michael, my, my boy Michael, to me, is certainly a window into the divine heart of God. You know, I interview kids at Down Syndrome on my show. Um, about once a month, I have some of the ambassadors from our ARC um, thrift stores here. And mm-hmm. uh, so they're differently abled young people. And the thing that really blows me away is well, the president of ARC told me the other day, in hiring people with disabilities, there is one not tangible benefit 
that the benefit that they bring to our company in terms of the morale and the love that they bring into our organization, Mm -hmm. you can't put a dollar amount on that. And I have to say, when I go into the store and, you know, maybe the guy helping me, you know, with my ticket or whatever, uh, because they have different discounts, maybe he has Down syndrome. And it brightens my day to not only deal with them in the stores, but to have them on my show because there is that intangible benefit of how they brighten your day. And I think that's what I think you're kind of hitting on when you talk about seeing the Lord through them and how their love is pretty pure and there's no judgment and that they operate on such a pure operating system. It's not what you're wearing. They don't like you if you have a lot of money. They don't like you if you drive a nice car. They just plain like you because you're you. A window into the divine, right? Yes, I mean, exactly. I, I know I know we're talking about like a, a Native American, um, not Christian philosophy, but there there's truth in a lot of places, and um, and I I want to take every opportunity to see into the heart of of God, and everything you just described sounds like God to me. Well, I think we do see Christ in them, but also I think they bring out Christ in us because um, yes. they bring out um, our love, our care, our putting others first. Obviously, your son with Down syndrome, Michael, he comes before you. Well, I think having children is the ultimate way to learn how to put others before you, because it certainly doesn't come naturally to be like Jesus. And if people uh, are just joining sure. us, we're talking to Aaron Schust, and uh, you may know um, his work um, as a, a recording artist. His new album is Doxology, but uh, one of the songs you still hear on the radio all the time is My Savior, My God by Aaron Schust. And uh, if you Google it, you'll be, oh my gosh, that's Aaron. I hear that all the time. Hmm. So let's go back in your testimony a little bit about how you became a Christian and when music got so important to you, when you realized you had a gift for that. Today, today, um, which I'm not sure when this is going to get played, but today being September 30th, uh, today is my 35th spiritual birthday. So 35 years ago today, my mother led me to the Lord. Um, I'll be 40 next month. Oh, boy. Um, but 35 today, my, my mom led me to the Lord on her birthday. Today is her 64th birthday. Wow. And uh, so people have said, what a special birthday present for her. I've never said that, but uh, I believe that uh, now that I have children, to think that um, a, a child of mine might pray to ask God into his heart on my birthday, I could see how that would be incredibly special. Yeah. Uh, and I grew up in a Christian home. My mom was the, um, I was just reading about some of her story this morning, and she gave me a book a few years ago, Chronicling, Chronicling, Chronicling? it's a hard word, her life. <laughs> um, and uh, just in, in respect for her birthday today, just reading back on some of her life story and how she fell in love with God at around the oh. age of 12 and fell in love with music. Um, when her grandmother purchased a, a piano for her, wow. and, uh, and I'm just thinking how cool that you know I'm, I'm I play piano for a living, and my 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 oldest son's been taking piano lessons for two years now, and he's so good. And uh, and I just uh, beyond the piano, the fact that we just grew up um, grew up in the church, we grew up going to a place where a bunch of broken people get together at least once a week and hear about the love of God. That's what the church means to me. Um, and uh, what a beautiful what a beautiful place to to, to grow up in. Oh, I just love that. I, and I just thought to myself, my goodness, my three kids um, took the altar call a few months back. And even though I you know, documented it and videotaped it, I thought, oh my goodness, I didn't save the date in my mind. Like that's such an important date. And mm-hmm. I took so many pictures mm-hmm. and videos, like knowing it was a big day. And I thought, oh my gosh, Aaron, as you're giving me the date, I'm like, I got to go back and look at my pictures and make sure I put that date down on my calendar because it's like the biggest date of their mm-hmm. lives. So we have Absolutely. to remember that. Well, maybe I'll tell you what, a little, little mundane conversation 
if you did it on your on your cell phone, it's it's definitely time stamped. You could find that out. <laughs> exactly. Technology, <laughs> ching. There you go. I love it. So okay, so you're pa- you're passing on this love of music. Your oldest son has already been playing um, your new um, album. By the way, I thought it was so uh, cool, but it's uh, produced by uh, David Crowder's uh, dr- uh, band drummer. drummer. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's an awesome band too. So um, how cool that that you know the two of you came together. So what is that like? You know. We think of Christian artists almost on like a different level or different than other artists that you guys don't have temptations when you're traveling, that you guys go out on the road and you only have Christian girls in the front row. You're away from your family, um, some of you. I mean, I'm, I know some of you guys travel with your families, but you, mm. you deal with a lot of the same things that regular secular artists deal with in terms of being on the road. Maybe even the t- depression that might go along with that if you're traveling a long time. How has your career been once you got to that level of popularity where you're being played on like for instance K-Love all the time um, w- how did that change your walk and you what has that been like to deal with it? The, the, the fame within the Christian music world wow what a what a strong question um, but even uh, even as I'm pro- this is that is a question I'll say that I've never been asked before and so I don't <laughs> there's not even in the back of my mind that I have a chalk answer that I would ever pull out um, I love that though uh, it's it's interesting there's there's something about uh, the fact that I mean, you think about that, um, that that passage in scripture that says there's no temptation that has affected you that's not common to man. Um, so there's definitely we all do different things in life, and therefore a different set of temptations might be more frequent in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about just you know as you, you know we, we've begun our walk with God, so continue to walk, and that's just something that I'm learning is so critical on a daily basis, whether I'm at home or on the road. How essential it is that I spend time with God, not just, not just reading his word, but time in prayer, time talking to him, time listening, just to how hard it is for us, maybe just in Western culture to listen, to be quiet um, and to not just, you know, pray and close the Bible, get up and say amen and go about your day, but to, to take a few moments and just listen to see if God wants to say anything in response. So often he speaks through his word. Uh, and there are times that I, I feel, I mean, call me crazy, but I feel like after, after a prayer, I try to remain silent and, and God speaks to me. Um, a, a couple of days ago, I was beginning to write a song. I was asking, God, what do you want me to write about? And I felt just this thought that came to my mind, Malachi 3. I don't know what's in Malachi 3. Um, but I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do, do my best to be obedient to what might be the, the voice of God speaking to me. And I turned to Malachi 3, and it was that, and actually I, I did know what was in Malachi 3. I've spent some time about this passage on, um, on, uh, on tithing, and God saying, return to me, to his people. And they're saying, how do we return to you? And, they, and God says, stop robbing me. And they say, how are we robbing you? And he says, with your tithes and offerings. Give your whole tithe and offering to the, into the storehouse and see if I won't pour out my blessing on you. And so I have spent some time in that in that uh, in that verse, but that that idea of return to me—that's we ended up writing a song two days ago, uh, with that concept in mind. And so I think this, whether I'm at home or on the road, um, the the temptation is to be selfish. The mm-hmm. temptation is to, yeah. is to travel through life on your own. I got this, God. Yeah. I'm going to work really hard, and I'm just wanting to 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 let him realize he, the ball's in his court. And he's called us to uh, to follow, to walk in his ways, but to uh, trust that he 
holds our lives and his plan and his ways in his hand. So I'm not sure if that's exactly the, the, the best answer to that very insightful question that you asked. But well, I think love it. No, I, I think it, 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 <laughs> the temptation is for all of us to be selfish, and that means to do what we want to do. And mm-hmm. sometimes those temptations lead us down the wrong road. So to not be selfish means we don't go down the wrong road. Mm-hmm. You, but you know what I love? I love what I do. I really do. There's something, it's so, if I were just writing songs about whatever, it would not be satisfying to me. But to, uh, I was even talking to my friend James as we were writing the song the other day, saying even if this song never gets heard, if it never gets put in a hymnal or played on a radio or ever played in concert, if no one ever hears it except for the two of us, this has been an incredibly satisfying, and I mean that in the most holy way possible, um, experience to sit down together. And this is over Skype. It's not even like we're face-to-face. He's in Nashville. I'm in Pennsylvania in my cool. basement. Cool. Um, and, but we, we spent four hours in the Word of God singing back songs of oh, praise and cool. prayer and petition to God. I'm like, this is an incredible. So I love what I do. And when I get, when I get to go out on the road and take these songs, um, either that I've written or I've fallen in love with and recorded, like my hope is in you. What a fantastic thing to sing every yeah. day. My hope is in you, Lord, all the day long. I won't be shaken by drought or storm, not because of my strength, but because of his strength. Um, I, I love what I do. So the the depression on the road comes sometimes when I realize that I missed my boy's first soccer game on a Saturday morning. Oh, That's yeah. tough. Yeah. That's tough. But you know what? Um, I, I love my boys, and I go to as many soccer games and practices as I can when I'm home. And uh, and thank goodness for technology again, where I've seen <laughs> with with my, I can imagine my wife holding up the phone. I can I can watch my boys play soccer. Well, I have to say, you know, when I get up at three o'clock in the morning, I just pray to God, like help me get out of bed. But it is a privilege and honor to be able to talk about faith on the radio, as it is mm-hmm. you, you know what you do in privilege and honor. And I want to make sure people can find you, Aaron Schust, and uh, and your new album, Doxology. Oh, where they could find it? Yeah, where Aaron, can they find it? com is a great start. AaronShoost.com, A-A-R-O-N-S-H-U-S-T, and uh, Doxology is going to be all over the place digitally. I, we've, we're kind of taking a step forward. We're kind of moving forward and realizing that um, CDs are beginning to go the way of the cassette and the dodo bird. Oh. So uh, we've, uh, I, I've, I've printed a bunch of copies for me to take on the road with me, but um, it's, it's available all over online, you know, Amazon or iTunes, wherever you shop. Of course it is. Yeah, it's so advanced now. It's so different. All right, Aaron, right. thanks so much. What a blessing to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Angie. Thank you for the time. God bless. This is the place where love lives. 810 KLVZ. It's harvest time at the farm. The 13th annual fall festival at Denver Rescue Mission's Harvest Farm. The whole family can enjoy a traditional corn maze. As well as a petting zoo and hay wagon rides from 10 to 9 on Fridays and Saturdays. And noon to 7 on Sundays. All new this season is Fright Free Family Day. Where the gross and gory can stay at home. There will be costume contests, peanut-free trick-or-treating, and more. Proceeds from the festival will help the New Life Program at Harvest Farm, an outreach of Denver Rescue Mission. This program has been helping men overcome homelessness and addiction so they can return to society as productive and self-sufficient citizens. Join in on the fun every weekend in October. Opening weekend is October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th with discounted tickets at just $10. Tickets and all the details can be found at harvestfarm.net slash fallfestival. Denver Rescue Mission, changing lives in the name of Christ. Denver Rescue Mission's Fall Festival happening weekends in October. 
Hello, it's your pal Angie Austin. You know, I have to tell you, if you enjoy the good news, I would love your support. I would love to team up with you, to partner with you, and help you grow your business or your nonprofit. And also, you could support the good news at the same time. I know all of my sponsors personally. I really enjoy working with these advertisers because we have friendships as well as a business relationship. This show means the world to me. I have a passion for sharing good news, and I have a passion for my faith, and I would also have a passion for you and and building your business as well. You can reach me at angieaustinnews at gmail.com, angieaustinnews at gmail.com. I'd love to work with you. When achieving your dreams is a bit more difficult than you thought, Infinite Nation is here to help. Carrie Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation, and she knows that when your vision is big enough, you can create infinite success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to learn more about the upcoming Vision is Victory workshop on August 27th and get your tickets. During this all-day event, Carrie will teach you how easy it is to get yourself on the right path to making your big dreams a reality. She will show you how to reconnect with and clarify your vision and create measurable and achievable goals for the short and long-term success. If you are unable to attend the Vision is Victory event on August 27th, you can still make your dreams a reality by requesting a free Vision Check phone call with Carrie Conley. She will help you discover how easy it is to get yourself on the journey to achieve your dreams. Call 720-331-8693. 720-331-8693. And go to InfiniteNation.com. Proclaiming the love of Christ through the airwaves. 10 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. Terry Fisher with Five Star Talent and Entertainment joins us on Fridays to tell us what is going on, whether it's just a fun family deal or some free music or maybe a charity event. Hi, Terry. Hello, Angie. How are you? I am great, and my women's conference last weekend was fantastic. Yes, and I was really sad I didn't get to be there. But Well, I think you had a little bit going on. I saw that you had about 50 kids at your house for a homecoming party, and Lord. 20 of the, five of them spent the night. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was a lot. And I wrote, at the, I wrote at the bottom, you're the best mom ever because you had, like, food for these kids and a safe environment and made sure that there wouldn't be any alcohol there. And you had and pictures and a photographer, and it was crazy. I mean, like, if I come back in another life, which we won't because I'm Christian, I would pick you as my mom. But I hope you're that so cute. I well, hope you that in, the baby shower we did earlier in the day where I'm going to have our 11th grandchild. So oh, my good. A little grand boy, baby boy. Well, you know what I'm going to do is you're going to throw my parties in heaven. Okay, well, I'll throw your parties now, Angie. Why wait? <laughs> right, you why know? wait? But anyway, it's been, a, it's been a fun week, and here it is already Friday in the middle of October. So what could possibly be going on in our city? Well, lots of things are going on, Angie. If you want to go out to Hudson Gardens and Event Center um, tomorrow from 9 to 2, they're doing a festi fall. And they have all kinds of face painters and pumpkins and um, beekeepers and host a hayride. And, you know, then you've got that beautiful view out there. Okay. You have Fire Prevention Week, and you have a free day at the Denver Firefighters Museum tomorrow, uh, going on from 10 to 4. Hands-on activities, free admission to the museum, safety lessons, all ages are welcome. So that's kind of a cool, fun oh, little absolutely. thing. Oh, uh, absolutely. And I know I do this one's always near and dear to your heart. The 13th Annual Harvest Farm Fall Festival has been going on. It goes till the 31st for the Denver Rescue Mission um, out there um, in Wellington. 
And so that's also something that kids love to go to and enjoy. And uh, and I'm telling you, I'm going to that. I think Moose is already gone. And uh, when you can do something that the Denver Rescue Mission people, the guys in the New Life program, they build this, put it on, builds their self-esteem and helps their program and helps support the Denver Rescue Mission, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. And, I mean, they have activities. They have yard games, food trucks, play areas, petting zoos, pig races, hay rides. And so much more. So that's going on for everybody. There is a little bit of a cost to that, although children up to age 12 are free. Excellent. And then uh, if you like rugby, go out and enjoy some of the fine weather tomorrow. We've got rugby at Infinity Park. If you're a bride getting married and you want to come to the Bridal Festival's event going on at the Expo Center, um, that is going on um, Sunday. And next Wednesday, Highland Hills. Wonderful Wednesdays, Catherine Dine. She's been a Grammy Award nominated. She's adorable, sings great songs. 10 o'clock, it's free at the Pearl Mac Center. Well, I can't believe how many free things our community has. It's awesome. They're just they're kind of everywhere. And then you've got um, Touch Bliss for the entertainment sponsor for their Not-So-Sweet 16 party on the 16th. Um, you might want to give me a call and find out more about that. It's going to be really amazing. Uh, October 24th, Spooktacular at the city of Broomfield. Uh, they do this event, and um, people pass out candy. Andy, and they have bounties and fun and hayrides. It's Saturday the 24th. You might just want to put that on your calendar. And Boo After Dark at the zoo, you might want to get your tickets for that for the 30th and 31st. And you go see the mechanical pumpkin. <laughs> kind of a fun thing. Yeah, it sounds really fun. And you got the circus. You know Ringling Brothers Circus is going on until the 12th of October. My son really wants to go to that. Well, you're running out of time, so you might want to get those tickets really, really quick, mm-hmm. you know, because that's finishing up here. So as you can see, you know, you've got pumpkins and, and um, uh, corn mazes and the Halloween and scary houses. You can go to the avalanche game. You can go to all the fun sports, you know, that are going on this weekend as well. You've got the rapids. You've got hockey. Well, so, I have to say, I don't know what it is. I love a pumpkin launchers. What I don't know. It's so immature of me, but I love to see the pumpkins launched and like set off across the field and then explode. explode. I'm like a 12-year-old boy trapped in a, in a woman's body. Angie, why don't we go do that one together? I think that would be fun. <laughs> we could take the kids, and I can be a kid, and we could go and watch pumpkin smash. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> I think it would be fun. But, and for all of you out there, I am honored and delighted to say I get to be the the person that books Angie for you need her to be your speaker, yes. your MC. She did this fabulous job I heard last yes. weekend. Yes, um, I'm doing more Christian women's conferences and more MCing. Hey, Terry, give us your website. It's fivestaracts.com. It's the number five. Call me at 303. 303- 6351210 and all over Facebook at Five Star Talent Entertainment. Follow us because we don't just put up five star stuff, we put up community events as exactly. well. Exactly. All right. Love you, friend. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.